0: Keep you in the dark You know they all pretend.
1: Vincent gets him out now, and here he comes. Denon Kingley gets up the rail. Golden 60, they roar for their hometown hero. He's a length clear over Salios, running on Mother Earth. It's Golden 60. The locals can't beat him. The internationals can't beat him. This is his house, Fortress Golden 60. Nature Strip at the 250. Two in front. The eight-year-old Eduardo's trying his heart out. But Nature Strip wants his piece of history today, and he's got it. Here's a TJ treble for the Sprint King. Nature Strip goes on to beat Eduardo. But it's Zaki clear, 50 metres to go. Zaki, a star, an all-star mile winner, scored a length and a quarter. Anamo wearing it down. State of rest just in front of Anamo. State of rest holding on. State of rest, I think, it's just won the Emerald Isle from Animo and very elegant. But gold medals, he's 11. But by D, he doesn't know it. ZM, look at him, he won't give in. But gold medals, two bad Daniels. What a hometown hero. Wicks down the middle, Kings will dream of the 100 and getting desperate. Now Wicks is storming home. Wicks are-
0: Hello, listeners, and welcome to another racing previews podcast. Uh, I'm hoping you're enjoying these intros because it's taking me a hell of a long time to make them, <laughs> but I'm finally getting the hang of it. Nico, I welcome <laughs> you in, my co host How's the week been?
2: Uh, yeah, not too bad, mate. Um, that intro, geez, you've, we might not be able to tip of regular winners, but I suppose they're uh, they're going to be pretty happy with the intros at least. Yeah, that's bringing a joke, something to the right. table.
0: Mate, I'll tell you what these these are. Uh, winter racing cards are just a bit of a slog. Why, why do we create the podcast right now? <laughs>
2: yeah, well, I was thinking about this the other night when I was laying in bed, and I thought it was such a good idea that we started at Warnable, and then I sort of thought we'll leave it, what we'll man? come back as the good horses are starting to come back, <laughs> we'll make our run, and then we sort of spoke about it, and we're like. No, no, we'll keep going through the winter months. It'll be good, you know. We'll improve by the time the spring's here. I'm thinking, Poor. Yeah, that's all right um, though. We'll uh, we'll bounce. Yeah, we'll Hopefully be right.
0: We can uh, tip a couple more winners and provide a bit of a laugh. We'll start with our first segment, which is the what's happening in racing. Um, the only thing I wanted to touch on this week was James McDonald, hundred metro winners. He raises the bat yet again. This guy is an absolute superstar. He won the World Jockey of the Year last year, 2021. Uh, He's leading that again this year. He got inducted into the New Zealand Racing Hall of Fame last year. He's going to be an Australian Hall of Famer uh, soon as well. Um, He's 40 clear in the New South Wales Jockey Premiership, Metro Premiership. That is one of the strongest jockey rooms in the world. And he is taking the P155.
2: Yeah, he's uh he's definitely a favorite of the hours at racing previews. You and I uh, do envy the bloke. He is a You freak. jumped off him for a while. Um, oh uh, <laughs> yeah, but I I didn't really ever jump off him. I was just a little bit angry. And give us a story. I'll give us a story. St- uh, hold on a second. I'll I'll still put my neck on the line right now. Like if I had it my way, and I was actually inside Nature Strip's ownership group, not just emotionally like I am. I'd still nearly hand the keys to Jamie. Nothing against J Mac. I love J Mac. But I personally still to this day believe that Nature Ship settles better for Jamie. I don't know why, but I just think he relaxes better for her.
0: Yeah. No, he's I'm certainly- sure J
2: Mac's gonna do his job in a couple of weeks, uh, when Nature Ship wins the King stand and, you know. Yeah. We'll go She's from there. Right. But yeah, if I if I had if I had my choice, I'd, I'd have Jamie in the saddle. But we lose nothing with JMac.
0: No, it certainly still hurts that that day in the in the lightning. we were there. We won't uh, bring we won't bring that up. We won't don't, bring it don't up. Don't bring that up. I wasn't going to go there. <laughs> um, but just touching on JMac a little bit more, like as you mentioned just before, Jamie Carr, she's a champion in her own right, and when she got the hundred metro winners, it was. It was world news and i know she's the first female to do it which is awesome and it's showing that racing is evolving um day by day but j-mac has done this like three or four times and it just gets kind of swept under the rug oh j-mac got 100 metro winners and like tab posted about it but this is a once in a lifetime jockey and yeah it's awesome that he's riding for godolphin again He, he used to be the number one man for john o'shea but now he's number like close to number one for godolphin close to number one for waller well he is waller's number one and was the number one trainer in Australia.
2: He's number one for everyone. It's as simple as that. Yeah. If he if he wants to ride for Godolphin, he rides for Godolphin. if he wants to ride for Walla, he rides for Walla. If he wants to ride for Kieran and Dave, he rides for Kieran and Dave. J-Mac rides whoever he wants to ride because he's number one and that's the luxury that he has.
0: Absolutely. And that's a perfect segue into who he will be riding overseas, which is what you want to talk about.
2: Yeah, I just wanted to touch on briefly uh, the three big boys. That are flying the flag for Australia, um, Artorias, Nature Strip and Home Affairs. It was quite fascinating listening to uh, on Racing.com when they spoke to Chris Waller after the jump out last week of the three the three boys as their final piece of work before they jumped on the plane last night. I wasn't aware um, of how close Nature Strip and Home Affairs are. They're they're best of mates by the sounds of it. Like Nature Strip's a a real uh, a fatherly figure for home affairs or the young buck as they like to call him and um, Chris alluded to nature strip being he may get a little keen in his races but he's you know there's not a more placid horse around the stable uh, which I found quite interesting I didn't I didn't know that personally but yeah look the Aussies Aussies are going with a strong hand we're going with the world's best sprinter and Probably the next in line for the throne, if Nature Strip was to finish and he was to race on. Um, yes, he won. Yes, he won the title uh, of the Lightning, which he shouldn't have. But still, he's he's got the measure of Nature Strip, which not many people can like at a fair scalp, especially for a horse uh, so young into their career. But they're gonna do us proud. Um, obviously, Home Affairs is top seed. For the Aussies, come the uh, the Jubilee, but you know, everyone keeps going on about how this straight track, you know, it's going to race more like fourteen hundred metres for Artorias. Like, if he's starting to paddle late, Jamie Spencer and Artorias are going to be humming. Like, yeah. wouldn't that be wouldn't that be good for the Aussies if if Nature Strip, you know, bolts in the King Stand, beats that little squib Golden Pal. And then we've got J Mac and Jamie Spencer with you know Home Affairs and Artorias fighting it out the last fifty toe to toe like that would be super for the Aussies and you know really just cement to the world that we have the best sprinters in Australia like we know that but it's uh, sort of just sometimes you just need to stamp stamp the uh, stamp the mail and send it off on the international stage
0: yeah punters it would one be thing dead I set. will
2: touch on um that w-
0: yeah you go on. I'll i hit my. Uh, I was just going to say it would be dead set on Australia not to have the multi nature strip into both home affairs and Artorias. You just got to do it. Thank me later.
2: <laughs> and singles and everything. Yeah, and yeah everything. singles of course, just of course. course in but,
0: yeah. Uh, what were you going to touch on?
2: Um, one thing we we do, we would touch on um, that I found very interesting and that we've spoken about this um, off mic. Uh, how easy it is just to prep them up, have them a ball of muscle before they leave, and obviously they're going to lose a little bit of um, strength and conditioning on the way over. But it was interesting to hear Chris say that's why he was very hesitant to ever send Winks over and therefore didn't send Very Elegant over. Not only was she probably not going as good, but... over a trip you sort of have to have a whole campaign over there you can't have a hit and run mission I found that pretty interesting
0: yeah he said the sprinters are much easier to take over which it does make a lot of sense like these horses they fly fresh whereas you know those mile types uh, mile and a quarter types they they might need a couple prep runs one other interesting thing I noted from uh, Chris's um, interview was the fact that it's not easy just to send a cult with any horse as you touched on their relationship together is um, really good but I know myself when I've got to sort out stalls at work like you can't be having the Colts next to the Phillies because they play up and you can't have like hothead no, Colts next no. to other hothead Colts like you've got to put them next to the geldings, or else you know they they go off the head that's
2: and... what that's that's exactly what Chris alluded to like he goes it's it's nearly impossible to send a Colt a Philly together he goes it's nearly impossible to send a cult on his own because it's they just they do themselves crazy. They can yeah. like, like you see in pre-race, they just get so worked up and they can run their race before before it's even happened. And that's why he said, you know it's so good for Nature strip because even him as an old mellow gelding, he still needs someone there and that's why him and home affairs you know really bounce off each other. like obviously they're the two stable stars and they do a lot of, a lot of pieces of work together. But yeah, it was very interesting to to hear that.
0: Yeah, too much uh, testosterone in the young bucks. (laughs) Is that all we've got for the for the news department?
2: Yeah, I think so.
0: All right, so that'll do for the news. I'll quickly play this highlights package, and then we'll get into the weekend weekend review next.
1: Barb Raider and Smurf Belcavoir, the inside. Barb Raider, Belcavoir, Barb Raider, Savoie Barb Raiders in front.
2: Barb Raiders one from Belcavoir. Is Brereton? This horse just wants ground, and he finally gets it. Moods and Mytho have been, you know, they've they've just kept saying, "Just wait for this horse. Wait for this horse. Wait for this horse to get out and trip." and he finally does.
1: Shane the size from Swiss XL third
2: The other one that I want to entertain at a place a Nico place bet. Um Maximal. This is one that is been kicking up for.
1: Wetall's driven through and the lead away from um, Tarky. as Maximal, but Wetall's in front from Maximal flashing home too late Wetall in a boilover. over. Wetall's one from
0: Maximal. In the corner of number 5 Sox gone back on a better track. Wow. Complete, Huge. complete swing. Yeah, complete swing. Huge win first up, destroyed that field. And I think we can back in confidence, 6.50 and 2.40 each way. Socks
1: are gone, Hollyfield, Tatsu and Alligator Blood down the outside. Nickanova, Buffalo River, Hollyfield, flashing light. Socks are gone and Alligator Blood. Horses everywhere, they hit the line. Oh, it's a photo.
2: Socks are gone prominent. Oh, how is at $2.70? Leave me at that. Like I'm a big fan of this horse, but it is just a wet tracker.
1: Visanari Hosie a
0: third. I'm pretty keen. Palaily. I can also have two smaller bets. Savers on number four, four, eleven, eleven, and number five, Apache Chase. Um, both 1,300 meter specialists, I reckon. And you know they're just good, good horses at this weight for age level, and you know they'll, they'll probably turn up.
1: Apache Chase from September run, Powell Laley lifting late as Rothfire, 11 11 flashing home as well. Apache Chase just in front near the line. He gets in, I think. Apache Chase maybe in a photo. Lunging though was 11 11. Rothfire, Power Laley all right up
0: there. Number six, Beauty Joy. This is his hardest uh, task to date, but he was a dominant winner last start. Because every time these up and comers can, can snag a victory, it's when these handicaps. Beauty
1: Joy to his outside, Cheerful Days next, and then came uh, My Sugar, but it's Beauty Joy at the B in the bottom of the 600, has the Lion Rock trophy in his hand at the winning post. Beauty Joy beat Cheerful Days and My Sugar.
0: Well, punters, that was the weekend review. Um, a couple of highlights. That's the good stuff. Of course, there was a lot of bad stuff. Um, I think we have to start with the shock loss over the week, which was Zaki in the and Cup. Oh, Nico, as you know, I have a kick of footy on a Saturday. I had a uh, had me phone warm up shorts. <laughs> Had me phone oh, with me. No. I'm like, do I watch the Zaki race or do I just put my phone away and and check the results later? Of course, I watched the race. <laughs> saw him hit the oh, front. No. Saw him get gobbled up. And I'm just thinking, this is going to be a very long day, isn't it? And sure enough, we went on to lose by 50 points.
2: You were what? thinking you should have backed Nico's maximal bet for a saver. <laughs> yeah. That's what you were
0: thinking. So... I, So I had the Quinella, I had Zaki into Hueto, and then I had Zaki into Maximal, both Quinellas. Oh, Obviously, it didn't have that. I have a mate at work who boxed the the three in an exacta and won two grand off it. How's that?
2: Oh, no. When's he taking taking us for dinner?
0: Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Apparently, he gave a bit back, but anyway, I don't believe him. Um Barb Rader He's was a good normal. winner. Obviously, we didn't tip that um, on the podcast, but we had it after. Um, by the way, we will get into Zaki. Uh, um, we'll touch on it now, but there are a couple of questions later. about him later. We'll, we'll, we'll touch it in depth later. Yeah. Starry legend, he didn't get complete control. Young Liam was much too fast for him out of the barriers. And during the run, you could just tell Astrid Street was going to yeah, win. Yeah,
2: but... Pfft. Yeah, Young Lamb did him no favours, but Jai exactly didn't do him any favours either, I don't think. Like, he's not a horse that you can pull back and then ask him to press the button again. You've got to let him just go, go, go. I I don't know. I'm not going to yeah. start jockey slandering on the podcast because I'm not about that, but... And I've never sat on a horse, and I, it's, I know it's easy for me to say, talk talking through my kick, but... I wasn't exactly happy about it to be honest, but Ashford had the PR. I knew our fate at the corner. Ah, oh, just I knew I was in for a bad day when Ashford Street beat me. He knew how much I despise his horse, and it beat us at the ball. Yeah, it was a nightmare to start punters.
0: Yeah, I thought the ride on Andamat wasn't the best either. I knew Gator was kind of putting the sword through this ride, so that means I'm allowed yeah. to as well. What was Gator's Colette doing? I don't know back to eleven hundred.
2: What was Colette you doing?
0: You can't stand him that oh, far ahead start. This is
2: sh- oh, well, we were worried about... It was dead set overreaction. We had him three wide up the front last start, and now we have him three wide at the back. Like, he just never looked any good where he was, and then we're starting to duck and dive, and I'm like, well, we're going to run about fifth or sixth here, and then he just like gets real warm late, and we miss by about half a length. I'm like,
0: what? Yeah. Um, yeah,
2: that was quite sick.
0: Grand Slam, apparently it got stood on out of the gates and that's why it was in the position it was in because I watched the race yeah, yeah, and it I'm was, like, why is it, was it, why is it third last? Yeah, so clear forgive for Grand Slam. Yeah, no, there was, was excuses that, there. Sick that no effort won because Grand Slam is a better horse than no effort and it would have been on speed. Mm. Um, yeah. Anyway, not not to be. We'll Just get into interesting, some apparently of the there was a... Apparently, yeah, there was on. a
2: whisper around for no effort. Apparently, there they, they were leading at all costs and they were never handing up. So, yeah, if right. you caught wind of that information, you would have definitely backed no effort because she's a pretty tough mare when she's out in front bowling along. If you knew she was yeah. going to hand up at no cost, well, that might have swayed a little bit. But, anyway. Yeah. I might just touch on a couple of mine quickly before we move yeah, on. on. For sure. uh, Gal Garnie. Was wide at the back, never looked good. Flew home for a disappointing sixth, seventh. Don't have the exact finish result. Bermudez was scratched. How far? Like that race was set possibly. up perfect for him. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty upset about that. Vizanari was a super run considering it wasn't. The best of positions in run. I've got to admit something.
0: I've got to admit something with this race because your I your didn't laser think Sir
2: going... Davy was going to sit there.
0: <laughs> your lays have been going really well go. lately, so yeah. Obviously, your lays have been going really well. Punters, take note: if you're on Betfair, hit the pink on whatever Nico is putting the sword through because they're not winning. Um, we both uh, said Hosier, wet track only. He kind of faded into third, but they did go hard. I'm going to sound like a complete yeah. whinger here but I had Vicenari and Sir Davey written down in the book and then you kind of said Sir Davy's not going to get a run from Barrio One and then I heard it I heard it on um
2: Yeah, hold on a second. Hold let's go <laughs> back and do the speed map. How is he ever going to lob there? If I knew he was going to lob there I would have backed him for God's sake. I oh, know.
0: Oh, no. We were so Oh, hard against as soon Hozier. as the gates
2: opened As soon as the gates opened and he was one out, one back on, like, one snag back, one back defense. fence. I'm like, oh, oh no. And I was cursing was like, the whole race. I'm like, keep him in, keep him in, keep him in. And then he popped out the top of the straight. I'm like, oh no.
0: It was like Ashford straight all over again, just sitting off us. Um, uh, did you, do, do you want to finish your set? Velvet and, Queen. Uh, crack him on. Gone? Cat? Yeah,
2: Velvet Queen. Divorced. Absolute yeah. squib go past like for god's sake stick your neck yeah. out just just wanna win like yeah. it's not that hard just try
0: don't swear please don't oh. swear we're going to get put on explicit <laughs>
2: i've done i've I've done so well not to and the, the past two there rebel zone the track bias didn't help him that's just a forgive That's that wasn't the real rebel zone this guy's got to turn a foot going through the grade so you can follow him on a fair track. Uh, Pulele gave his all once again. He will win a group one. He just couldn't get a patch, a past Apache, which I also put the sword through a little bit. And I'm disappointing <laughs> because how do, you, how do you turn it up and, and get beat on the line at Rockhampton and then Dead Set look like a bona fide superstar in a group one, the next start? Like, I, think, I think there's your a answer. He just he loves Away game. Time. Yeah, well, you're probably right there. Away game, she found truffle trouble as she often can. Unfortunately, um, I'm glad I wasn't the only one. Gator, Gator was pretty, uh, was keen. Yeah, he was pretty, pretty upset about her as well, too. To be honest. Um, oh right. Yeah. Should we touch on the touch on the highlights, Brereton? Um, I was pretty keen that once we once we got him out in trip, we'd start to see the better version of him. I was half kicking myself because I wanted to... I did think about tipping she's a bolter because I know one of our good friends, Barb's, He's he loves his WA racing and he was really keen on her and we've both backed her over in WA yeah. and then she struck those two heavy tracks in Sydney and I was just I was just a little grey because I just didn't know what those heavy tracks were going to take out of her but Bikie gave her an absolute peach and she just flew home. Um... But yeah, I wasn't I wasn't too displeased with Brereton. Like we got three fifty to place. As I said, I thought he was a good each way bet. And yeah. uh, Maximal was the other one we'll touch on.
0: What was he? There, he place? was the he one. Would have been five six bucks.
2: Five bucks. Yeah. yeah. I I got five dollars. Uh, I think he might have been like five six dollars. Um. When we tipped, but yeah, it's amazing what happens when you get a horse on top of the ground. Like I definitely talking from a little futures bet, like, I, I'm pretty keen to back him in the Q22, like, he can leave me out of Hoyta at $2.50 or whatever, like, that's a bit short for mine, I know he's beaten mm-hmm. Zaki, but, they were talking about this on the verdict on Monday, um, Shark and, Matty Stewart and, and Mickey Blue Eyes, there's gonna be people that are gonna blow up and, th- and rate Maximal and Hoita better than probably what they should be, like, Yes, they beat Zaki, and we'll touch on the reasons why Zaki didn't win later. But
0: it wasn't Zaki. D-
2: you can't, you can't have the feather in your cap because that wasn't the real Zaki. Like, yeah. And from a betting perspective, these horses in the spring features are probably going to be unders because they're going to have that they beat Zaki a couple of runs ago. So yeah, that's probably something to worth note, punters, because they're gonna you're gonna pay a bit of tax. For them beating Zaki, where let's be honest, they're not half the horse he is.
0: Yep, I'll go through quickly some of my highlights. Um, I obviously had Soxagon, which was a good winner, as mentioned, just a consistent horse, sticks his head out. Uh, he was six fifty-seven bucks, something like that. So that was a good win. Um, I felt like I got the Group One pretty spot on. I had Paul Ailey, Apache Chase, and eleven eleven as a top three. I had a box exact with the Did three. Take a did I take the trifecta? No, absolutely not. Oh. Um, Beauty Joy was a very good winner. He was he was crunched. I think it was 230 into $1.50. There's a question on that later from our man Barbs. Um, and then, yeah, a couple other losers. Red Care man just got gobbled up in the last 50. Um and then Saquin was a bit average, um, staying in class three company. That was disappointing. And then packing victory. Just made an awful return. Thankfully, by that time I was drowning my sorrows at public house after Carlton lost, and uh, I was, uh, you know, too out of it to care.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's it.
0: That's it. All right. So that was the weekend the sun, always,
2: the sun always comes up another day, Benny. It will get. It will get better. I promise.
0: Hundred percent. The baggers will be back this week. But um, that was the review. We'll get into the bets next. Show me the money.
1: Show me away, the money me That's it brother got Show me the money I need to feel you Jerry Show me the money Jerry you better yell
0: Show me the money Show me the money Show me the money Show me the money It's time to find our best bets around the country um, I reckon I might have a little replacement for that sting next week Show me the money Lebowski Yeah I like that Give me the money Lebowski You know that one <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't, um, I don't actually. but That's okay. I'll you'll look you'll see. It. It's absolutely hilarious. You need to go watch the video with the, the baby getting baptized, getting its head dunked under the water. I might be able. To, I might be able to pull it up. Yeah. Um. But anyway, we'll, we'll do that punch later. on to Flemington, Victorian Racing, uh, at HQ. It is a heavy eight right now. The rail is out nine meters. Uh, there is a little bit of rain over the next couple of days. Um, but we'll, we'll probably get to the soft range, I imagine, being Flemington. But winter, you never know. It might it might hold up a little bit softer than it would, say, in the in spring. Um, I don't have a whole lot. I'll, I reckon I'll let you kick off first.
2: Yeah, no worries. We'll skip to race four to start with the Mahogany Challenge handicap over two thousand meters. Um, there was one I liked here. Which we both backed on its Australian debut, Yellow Brick Road at seven dollars and about two dollars thirty the place. Um, up to two thousand meters, three second Australian start I definitely think is the go, um, and we're getting a bit of a price to find out here. Like Nitru- natural mystique has been pretty impressive. Its first two starts, winning both of them, but three eighty. It's short enough. El Zeme $4.20 the claimant $4.20 I don't know I just thought I think this bloke could be the best horse in this race and I think we're getting a little bit of a price to find out like he was $6 into $2.90 on debut at Pakenham um, and then that's when they had the issue um, behind behind the gates I remember he had to go back to the mounting guard Benny
0: yeah, yeah um, I remember.
2: There was those issues with his transfer papers, and he sort of he was playing up a little bit because he's obviously a colt. So he was playing up a little bit in the whilst they were you know parading him around, waiting to find out what was going to go because there was talks that he wasn't even going to be able to race because there was you know all these problems with the paperwork, and he sort of ran his race bef- before the race had even began. Um, like he he did his best work late, as you sort of wanted to see. I think he ran into about. Fifth or sixth, um, gate yep. and lost a gate crash by three and a half lengths. Who obviously franked that form on Wednesday. I just think he's a good enough little each way spec bet here in a sort of pretty tricky race. Um, yeah, Anthony and Sam Freeborn there a pretty good stable to follow. Um, yeah, with the with the juveniles and I I was happy enough to have a little spec here.
0: Yep, I could definitely come with you there. Um, Natural mystique. I was absolutely kicking myself last start I didn't have anything on it I was potting pretty much every horse in the in the race because we were on flash feeling I was potting secret glamour Villadin, um blushing tycoon all those horses and that was the one with the df and I still didn't have even mm. like a saver on it so it draws wide but I think I'd be working around them too um, I thought race six number six race six number six lyrical lad I think that'll be a bet for me. I think he's really warming up to another win. Um, this horse loves soft tracks. Um, another big effort last start. I know the salt Sultan um, on the Two Units podcast has said uh, that we might want to be finding horses with cover on the weekend. Um, it might be a little bit harder to lead. So I've noted that, down. this horse will go back and he should charge to the line. A little query at 2,000 meters, I guess, but... I know it says one start for no placings, but the time he did run at two thousand metres at Caulfield, he got he got a long, long way back, and he ran um, half a length to Dark and Sweet Junior, who was a subsequent um, Adelaide Cup winner. So I was pretty happy to have Lyrical Lad on top there for Jamie Mott and Philip Stokes.
2: Yeah, the the two that I I could definitely come into Lyrical Lad with you. Um, I know BZ on Get On was. He was pretty keen as probably his best bet of the day, uh, lyrical lad. But there was two that I, two that I wanted to just watch the market with, not necessarily tips or do I have a firm opinion right now? But Duke of Plumpton, I know he's a bit of a non-winner these days, but he Plumpton. does his best work with the cut in the ground. And third up, I can sort of see him sort of peeking here. I um, say so I just start. want to watch him. And the other one. Yeah.
0: Quick start, Patrick Payne stable, going at 28% in the last 50. Absolutely flying. That's all.
2: Well, that was another thing too. Like I thought, if he's ever going to win, it's probably right now where the stable's flying. The other one that I wanted to just watch because this is a market watch stable, and you'll sort of know if this guy's here to play is Hector De Maurice, I think we'll go with. Uh, the Lloyd Williams, Nick Williams import, having its first yep. Australian start with uh, Alana Kelly on it. It's got some pretty good form overseas in wait-for-age group three and listed races as a three-year-old. Like, if it was to bring that form here, he'd be he'd be going pretty close, I would have thought. Like, ran second to Lafayette, third, beaten, even though it was beaten, 20 lengths, uh, you know, Tarnawan form. Like that's good enough form to to find out in a two thousand meter benchmark eighty four at HQ in off season. So they're just two that I wanted to watch numbers one and two, just sort of monitor the the betting moves. But yeah, there was there was a couple uh there was a couple I sort of wanted to play around as you said lyrical lad. It can it can look a little misleading with that form at two thousand meters, but I don't know. He's sort of just never been one of my horses.
0: Yep, yeah, that's fair enough. Um that import, just on that import, Alana Kelly, um I'm in another group chat and some boys are running a bit of a system on Alana Kelly riding horses outside of the market. Profit on turnover through the roof. So that's that's a little yeah. leg up there. Um did you have one in race eight?
2: Might just skip back Yeah, I might just oh, skip yeah, we'll back one back. race to race five. There was one that I sort of had um, a little bit of an omen bet, but I definitely think this bloke's over the odds <laughs> red-hot Nick for for Spanos yes. and Stokesy. Um, he was super last start. I backed him, and that was uh, when Zach the Boss won, obviously. Um, but it's a dead-set similar profile here. Like, we stay at 1,100 metres, stay in benchmark 70 grade, and we jump from pretty much the same barrier. Like... Middle to outside barriers down the straight are normally advantageous. I thought he was easy enough of a bet to have. I was just kicking myself because I didn't when I was doing a little bit of form last night. He was eight dollars fifty. He's now into six dollars fifty, but I still think there's enough fat there. Like he's definitely uh, he's got every right to vie for favoritism against Maskup and Graham Pope. I think, and yeah, if you could have a little little speck on him, I thought. Not the worst?
0: Yep. Race 8 is the... Interesting is in this winter. race...
2: That, sorry, just touch on no, just touch on one yeah, thing yeah. for a second. The hype. Alana's on this one for Hickmon again. It's very interesting, isn't it? Like, it went to 1,600 metres, went to the front, and they didn't leave it alone, and they pestered it. Went down as a $3.80 favourite, beaten six lengths, ran 10th to 15th. And now we're... Back to 1100 meters up the straight.
0: Weird. That was really, really
2: weird. weird. I I was like, "What's going on here?" Anyway, yeah. we'll skip skip forward. I've there. got one in race seven. Sense. I don't know if.
0: No, yeah, I don't have any in race seven. 7 so here but... you go.
2: Race seven. Uh, I'm with the Gerald Ryan and Sterling Alexio uh, runner that they've brought down from Sydney here. This Simba is his name. This boy's got a serious turn of foot. I went back and watched his replay of his first up run last preparation, and he absolutely motored home like he should not have won. Like, he's got a serious turn of foot, this guy. Um, Bit of cut in the track's going to be no problem. He's unbeaten fresh. Obviously, he's just got to go Melbourne way was my only little query, but... I'm not worried about the two failed runs at the end of the preparation in the Ramwick and Rose Hill guineas because I don't think he's a miler slash 2,000-meter horse. But, like, you're getting odds to find out. Blake's flying. He's going to handle the cut in the track. Goes good fresh. And you just got to respect this stable when they come down. They were good to us the other week with Brosnan, who you had as one of your better bets of the day. And I just think, yep. like, I'd just be kicking myself if he, if he like... If he was to run a big race here and I didn't have something on. So yeah, I definitely think Sinbar at you know, nine fifty and three odd dollars a place, so I think he's an easy enough bet to have each way.
0: Sweet. Cracking turn of foot and a cracking main. We'll crack on to the Winter yes. Championships race eight. Gee, this looks a tough race, but you have found one. Did you find the OTI runner?
2: This is not tough at all what do you mean <laughs> I got the sword back out here punters get your bet fares up load them up how is t- it's our time $3.30 why is he
0: $3.30 it's unlucky run last like, week Nico the punters the punters go off when a, when a oh, horse has an unlucky yeah, but run he, the week before
2: not... yeah but like he's not a 1400 metre horse he's not gonna see this out Not strong enough to win, anyway. Tuvalu's form is misleading, because he's not 100%. Even though I had queries at the end of him at a mile, he's still not 100%. They've made that well and truly clear. So, it's our time to lay in the race, smash the pink, lay at the place. Tuvalu, leave me out of him. If he can win and he's still not right, well, good, but... $3.40, you sort of want him to be right because there's a horse in this race called Harbour Views who... Yeah, the horse in this race that is just a bet to nothing each way, my best value of the day, is Harbour Views. Like, this horse has had soundness problems his whole career. If he was ever right, like, we're not going to see the best of him, unfortunately, because of what's happened, but, like, he's a serious horse, this guy. He beat Ayrton Fresh last year. Last preparation, first up. Like, I don't know. He just has to be a bet for me, doesn't he? Like, flies fresh, good with the cut and the track.
0: Yeah. yeah. No, he does look a bit. I'll, I'll than probably this grade. go. I'll have to go watch um, his jump outs because I haven't done that yet. But I could certainly come with you there. Um, as you said, at the start of his career, he looked like he could have been anything. Um, a couple of things haven't gone his way. Now we're talking about Cox still... plates
2: for this horse.
0: Yeah. yeah, at
2: the start of his career, like, yep. he's a proper horse, and we just haven't we haven't had seen the best of him. So, he's my bet in the race because I want to put the knife through. It's our time, especially, but I want to take on Tuvalu because I don't think he's right. What
0: about you number
2: can, one? not Cherry Tortoni's Cherry <laughs> Cherry Tortoni's not getting any airtime because if it comes to the crunch and he's there and Harbour Views is there, well, we know Harbour Views is going to stick his neck out. Your mate Cherry is going to have a good old think about it and go, oh, Hi, mate. what's this? I don't like winning. Oh, 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 I'm turning it up. The other one that I wanted to have, who I think is over the odds, um, who's obviously been smashed. so uh, A few people have got it into my train of thought overnight who also needs a run is Mystery Shot. At $17, oh, nice. I think he's into about $11 some places. I think uh, you can still get 16 16s on the sports bet. Um, with 52.5 kilos, he's got to be your saver bet in the race, I think. He was... Well, some may say he was unlucky not to beat Triple Missile last start. Who'd, he'd be favourite here. I don't think there's any arguing that, is there?
0: Oh, uh, Tuvalu. Near uh, enough, too? He'd,
2: he'd,
0: he'd be up there. He'd be up there, yeah, yeah.
2: Soft track, third up. I just think he's ready to peak. Um, He looks like he's getting back to somewhat of his better form. Um, I just hope he hasn't forgotten how to win.
0: Yeah. Right. But, yeah, I thought
2: it – a lot of people thought it was a hard race. I thought it was a – I thought it was a little bit easier than
0: that. Yeah, how easy is punning. The last is over 1,100 metres. It's a handicap. I'm with the top weight here, Dragonstone. I, I tipped him on the page to close friends uh, a little earlier in the week. He was $14, was readily available there. He's into $10, $9. Um, look, he's got to give him four and a half kilos, some of these progressive types. But his form around Andermatt, like he's been chasing Andermatt, Athalric, like those good dolphin horses north of the border, that's probably the best form line. That's probably the best form lines in the race. Um, he deserves the weight. Ollie draws the extreme outside. If he can just cuddle him, get some cover, I think he can explode down the outside. Passive-aggressive can obviously win. It looks a very um, progressive horse, and, and the win rated very well last start. Triporti, uh ran second to Star Patrol, so that's obviously not bad for him either. But the other big, the other big feather in Dragonstone's cap is he absolutely loves these uh, wet tracks. So happy to go each way. Dragonstone, as I said, fourteen dollars was available, you could have got three fifty something to place. Um he's still a bet now at, at double figures. Go one by three.
2: And we'll get we'll get better than we'll get better than three dollars passive aggressive and then it then it becomes a bet there too. Like Yeah. Yeah. It's it's a good filly, but yeah, it's just short enough at the moment. It's got to start with a three in front of it, at least.
0: Yeah, I would have thought. Um, is that all for HQ?
2: Yeah, that's all I had for HQ, yeah.
0: Sweet. I reckon we've got to bat on a little bit. But um, HQ is where you've got to do most of your punting, obviously. Fairest track in the world. Um, we'll go to Rose Hill. Yet another heavy track. Would you believe it? A heavy eight at I don't the think
2: they have good tracks
0: in city <laughs> they just don't exist do
2: you, they, they need to take that off the form God. it's all a myth
0: I reckon they, they need to get rid of the sprinkles as well they don't need them no um, up three metres heavy eight um, it's probably going to stay in that range it, I think the rain is easing up a little bit um, me and you there's no uh, way
2: the track can start to dry <laughs> it's just that wet <laughs> it's Sydney it's just it's so, Sydney so wet it just can't dry
0: yeah. And one horse who Grim. loves these wet He's tracks out. is race five, number five. Um military mission. Look, short enough, like a dollar seventy five, a dollar eighty, but I'm a bit of a fan of this horse. Um hasn't hasn't really put a foot wrong this whole prep, just keeps running that good figure. Just has to run to that again to be winning this in my opinion. Um had some decent form overseas. Um Rachel King will just send it forward. Gay gay bot horse, tough, loves these wet tracks, looks a bet in my opinion. Um this horse will also feature in a listener question later, so stay tuned. Anything else to add?
2: Not for Rose Hill.
0: Yeah. Not giving Rose Hill uh the airtime. I think we'll bat on to Queensland. Doesn't now. Deserve Eagle any. Farm. <laughs> Eagle Farm is go a good for right now. We go
2: from the swimming pool to the road.
0: The road. We go down the road to the road. Uh, the rail is out two <laughs> meters <laughs> Thanks, laugh. Um, there is a little bit that of rain good. around, but as as we know with Eagle Farm, it just drains Unbelievably well. Um, we're going to race through well. Number ten. Political debate. We're buttering up. Um, he gets a run here. Fifteen hundred meters is perfect. Coolmore J Mac. Good draw. We saw him monster the line last. Best start, bet of the day. Meters. I think two dollars ten is pretty fair. Like I think, take the two ten punters. Like he's two dollars ten on Bet three six five, the goat betting agency. Um. If J-Mac can just get this in to set a little in, bit take closer, out job, up, isn't it? it should just be winning. It needs to win this to get into the JJ mac oh, yeah. so it's a, it's a must win.
2: Neck on the line, put in, take out. I'm not going to say the M word because I know a few people have got a little bit a little bit soft.
0: Yes, punter, is the reason. No, we are the reason, sorry, Zaki lost. <laughs> he heard us yeah. call him a moral. Yeah,
2: Zaki <laughs> Zaki listened to me and he heard me call him immoral. That's why he got beat.
0: He's a subscriber. So so I'm not. I promised
2: myself I wasn't. I wasn't going to say the M word this weekend. Not on the podcast anyway. But yeah, like this bloke's JJ Atkins' favourite. It's a win and you're in situation. What more do you want? Navy blue silks, J Mac, even money or better. Bet until it hurts.
0: Yep, and it's certainly going to hurt if he doesn't win. Um, race 5 is a 1,000-meter event. Uh, I'm with number 2 here, Esther La Roca for Lloyd Kennywell, um, up from Victoria, obviously. This horse is just a dead-set, fast 1,000-meter horse. Um, we've backed it a couple times um, on the page. It was a good winner at last start at the Gold Coast, Obviously, that form might not be as good as some of these horses, but you're getting $12 here. Drawn barrier six for, for Benny Thompson. Um, yeah, she's a speedy mare, and I think you can get better place odds for her than win odds for the two at the top of the market. So I'm happy to go her way, one by three. Um, look, I really think she'll be in the money.
2: Yeah, I could definitely come with you there. Um, But the one at the top of the market that I wanted to have a little play on was Contemptuous. This horse is just a winner. Like, he's only been out of the placings once in his career. That was in his third ever race start. Gets K-Mac here, 54 kilos. I think it's an easy enough two-bet play for me.
0: Yeah, no, I couldn't knock uh, that bet at all. Uh, we go to race eight. It's a group two over 1,200 meters. Ugh, I stuck up for Kevin Towery last start. He let me down big time. I can't back him as favorite, so we're going to have to try and get him beat. I think number five, shooting for gold back on better ground, is the bet gets Karen McAvoy in the saddle. Um, draws out a little bit, but I don't think that's too bad. Um, this horse has a massive engine. Like Some of, some of his... Last 400-meter sectionals have been absolutely huge. Um, I just don't think he appreciated the Heavy Nine last start at all. He ran fourth, but he was beaten out of sight by Soxagon. Obviously, that form is actually pretty decent. Soxagon is a very good horse, and he could feature in the... Um, oh, no, sorry, he won't run in that. Um, will he? The Straddy? Yeah, he'll, yeah, he'll he run could, in the Straddy. Yeah, he will run the strategy, so yeah, he's got a ticket um, in. Yeah, yeah. Um but yeah, shooting for gold on top, third up, ready to peak. Hopefully the uh hopefully the rain doesn't come too bad. He gets on his drier ground and he can accelerate through. Um eight dollars and nearly three dollars a place. Uh he'll do it for me.
2: Yeah, I don't have a firm opinion in the race, but the one that I would watch would be Babylon Berlin. Got some pretty good uh, sprinting form back in New Zealand, around Levante and uh, and um, my, 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 my name escapes me. I think On trivia, yeah. another good Philly. Yeah. So, yeah, I th- I think that she might like it wet, but. She's got good enough dry form, only out of the money once. But yeah, I don't really have a firm opinion, but if I was, if you were going to push me into having a bet, I would probably have a little play each way at $10 and $3 a place.
0: Yep. We'll bat on to the Group 1. It is the Group 1 Queensland Oaks, over 2,200 metres. Look, Barrier 22 isn't exactly ideal, but I do want to be with number 2 Gypsy Goddess, I think she brings the best form in the race. She's yet to run a bad race, um, from what I've seen of her. Uh Pikey obviously has to make a decision, but this horse was $2.80 all in. Ever since the barrier draw, she's out to four sixty. I think we might get even better on the day. Um if she does slot in somewhere, all of a sudden you're getting the price. The other two yeah, I could absolutely. have something small on is number three, Glint of Hope, and number six, Honey Creeper. They're both around $15, and, and they're proven at the level. So I'm um, GG on top, but I'll, I'll back three and six as well.
2: Yeah, I see the race pretty similarly to you. Um, I'm a bit torn yet. I haven't exactly decided what I'm going to do, whether I'm going to back Gypsy or not, but she's getting out to a price where if she was to win at you know, $4 or $5 and you weren't on, you'd you'd really kick yourself. And I uh, definitely think we're going to see a better version of her on a good track. I don't think she's liked the wet tracks at all, but she's just got through them on class. And because she's a good horse. Um, But, yeah, the I didn't mind Glint of Hope that you touched on. It's also a horse who's just going super. My only query was going the Queensland way of going. She's never gone that way.
1: Yeah, fair.
2: And the other one that I wanted to spec would be Belle Savoir because I think she was pretty unlucky last week and I did back her and thought that she was probably a little bit unlucky not to beat Barb Raider, but Barb Raider was pretty tough and all honours to her. Um, But, yeah, I I sort of think the extra 100 metres going that way around... um, you know, the experience from last week, I just think that we could see uh, could see an improved performance and you're getting $9 and sort of $3 a place. And, and for Nick Ryan too, like he's one of the good guys in racing. He was alluded to Group 1 as a as a jockey um, himself, but uh, he's definitely a really good up-and-coming trainer and I don't think it'll be long before he's got a Group 1 to his resume. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh... I'd have to take on Barb Raider, number one. I think if you backed back to her last start, you probably got your money out of her. One horse we do have to touch on is the second favorite, number 12, Aravine. Do you rate just this horse tracker, or is she? Just a wet tracker, is it?
2: Could be. a I rate her, but I think she's just a wet tracker.
0: Yeah. Do you think she can make the step from a benchmark 64 to a 72 and then win a group one?
2: no Mission I don't. Short I don't think market. it's all too much too soon yeah for me yeah. yes
0: I know Brett like, Preble has I a massive opinion of it
2: Brett Preble's got a massive opinion on anything that he rides doesn't he
0: <laughs> Brett Preble gets out of the saddle for, for a 64
2: <laughs> Breast, he loves it Brett Preble fist pumps 64s <laughs> anyway enough jockey it's slander Benny saying. but but yeah Aravine she's short enough for mine, like, you're getting the same price, Gwyn of Hope, Honey Creeper, the like to place, as what, you're getting for it to win, like, I don't know, um, don't, don't tempt me to stick the knife to another one,
0: (laughs) she could well (laughs) stop, yeah, short enough, she could shorten, yeah, 100%, um, yeah, she race could. I'm not
2: going to put the knife through because she could take She could take that step, but yeah, no. leave me out of that.
0: Yeah. Race nine is the Queensland Day Stakes over 1,200 metres. It is D-Day for one horse in this race. Number two, ingratiating... Race 10. Race 10, sorry. sorry. Yes. Race 10. Number two, ingratiating... I am in his corner this week. Look, if you've got a horse who it is obviously D-Day Four. Which jockey do you put on for the first time? Nash. Nash, Nash. Rewilla, goes on ingratiating for the first mm-hmm. time. If this horse even thinks about turning it up, it is going to have its ears <laughs> scrubbed off. It's going to be in for something else. I'll tell you that. This horse does have the best Nash. exposed form in the race.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Back on a
0: dry track... Look, Athalric is favourite. I think it's just a wet tracker. It's just
2: a wet tracker. Yeah, it's just a wet tracker. And
0: I think his stable mate is simply a better horse and you're getting $6 and two thirty to find out. Back at each way, won't be missing top three, ingratiating.
2: Yes. Yes, I'm glad you've come to the party because when I was doing form before, I'm like, they say they're going to go two ways. Benny's going to tip it and join the party he's going to laugh at me for sticking up for my boyfriend again. But, yeah, no. Nah, back to the firmer ground. I've got to switch switch corners. Don't get me wrong. Ethelric, good horse, up and comer, but he's just a wet tracker and he's not the horse ingratiating is. Like, ingratiating runs up to his Oakley plate performance. He, he'll just dead set romp in here, won't he?
0: Oh, yeah. Like, what t- What price would army be stuff? in this race? not betting
2: yeah No. just just has to be a bet and as you said if he thinks about it Nash is gonna give him more than one persuader (laughs) and say you're (laughs) not gonna turn it up today champion don't even think
0: about it um that's all I had for local did you have anything Morfordville or Belmont or even wider
2: you see Belmont I had a couple Yeah, go on, take the floor. Let me just bring the race up. Where are we? Belmont Race 3. Rev it up is her name. As we continue to harp on about this podcast, I and we like horses who like winning and who like trying. And this filly loves both. Benny? So there's no reason to jump off her no reason to jump off her Holly will give her a peach hopefully and we'll take the little double your money and run to race 7 and we'll just put it all on another one son and we'll finish the day a winner he's one of my favourite up and comers this guy also has a really good will to win he's my second best bet or next best whatever you want to go with um, outside of political debate, you know, around that dollar eighty five, two dollar mark just take it, punters. It's gonna be a, going a to nice be honest, little way to end it, it about. Racist. No, neither did I until I heard someone say it today and I'm like, no way, I I can't miss I can't miss that. But yeah, five thirty if you're thinking about what you want to have for dinner after you've had a bad day near dig out, load it on him, or if you wanna upgrade from I don't know Italian to ribeye and just have a little nudge here and off you go punters dinner dinner, and the night will be paid for
0: yeah he's been awesome his prep that last up I was do crazy. Yeah.
2: yeah absolutely I do have one out wide but it'll be mentioned in your tips on Saturday we're not mentioning it now on the podcast because prices aren't out yet and I have yeah. a feeling that he's going to open short <clears throat> there's a horse going around somewhere, Punners. You'll have to stay tuned oh, and check right. the racing crew <laughs> Oh i finally caught on. yeah, I thought pun you is, knew exactly what I was talking about,
0: punters. You got to let us get the price but first. Yeah, and then we'll tell <laughs> yeah.
2: I'll I'll let I'll let you know. But there's my old man's got a horse going around. I I said I wouldn't say too much. He has tried like a superstar, um, but yeah. Stop he'll be in the, the tips same on, on the racing previews but yeah, yeah you have to take note I actually did have a couple for tomorrow Benny something really? sort of Friday filth
0: go on because yeah. I've got a couple of sharts in so you take the four
2: alright Rockhampton tomorrow race five one of my mates horses is going around avocado sunset $4.40 enough of a price to find out punters uh, all reports are that it should get the lead and it's a little bit of a control freak so if it gets the leads, it should give a good enough sight. Um, I was a little bit disappointed because there was eight runners and now there is seven. So it would have been a place morale, but it's 2 place div now. Still think it's going to give a good show at about $4.40. Could be a nice little bank builder. And there was one of uh, – there was a horse that is a bit of a boyfriend of Benny and mine running in the sixth race at Packard and Copperfield. It's dual accepted. It's going around on... It's entered to run on Sunday as well. Um, John Air in the saddle tomorrow at Packingham on the wax, the poly, the synthetic. Wait and see where it runs. If it runs tomorrow, it's a bet at about $2.20. If not, I think it'll be a bet on Sunday. What did you have for us in honkers? Because I haven't done any honkers form.
0: Awesome, yeah. Um, well, the quality of the racing has gone down a little bit, but I've got just a few um one thing we have to note with Hong Kong is again there is a little bit of rain around so just what we touched on a couple weeks ago yielding it can rain here and um they just don't update the track so stay tuned to my page and um hopefully we'll we'll find out what the exact track um rating is race 8 is a 1000 meter sprint down the straight I'm with the toppy here number 1 Carroll Street um Just ignore this horse's form at Happy Valley. Just completely ignore his form at Happy Valley. He is a straight 1,000-meter horse at Shartin. Bomb 1,000-meter horse. He's got seven starts for four wins and two placings here down the track and trip. Um, He ran third behind Nervous Witness and Stoltz last start. Since then, Stoltz has since won and Nervous Witness pushed Cordy Cep six in that good um, group sprint race the other day, so pretty keen. Number five, Carol, uh, sorry, number one, Carroll Street out of gate five. Um, in race nine, uh, number four, Golden Empire. This horse just missed Beauty Live last start. Beauty Live is uh, proving to be quite a good horse in Hong Kong. He's progressive, and this horse is progressive as well. He's had the seven starts for the three wins, one second, and two. Minor placings. Um, Draws barrier eight, but I think you can get a nice run for Zach Purton. A couple of these horses are very limited and could be on their way into the chair, the wheelchair. Um, Race 10 is the highlight of the day. It's a class two, over 1,400 meters. Features some really good horses. um, But I am with number two, Lucky With You, on top. This guy is a proper horse. Um, we saw him run. We saw him actually push Romantic Warrior in that four-year-old series. That was over fourteen hundred meters. And he we finished. grade
2: up last start.
0: Yeah, um, that was. He he ran second last start and he won two starts back. So he's had he's had another run since then.
2: Yeah, I mean we grade up. We backed that Campion or whatever it was called in that race. Oh yeah, we I know. We didn't back like Yeah, him we with did last start.
0: Well, it wouldn't have mattered because he lost. He ran second, but he still ran better than Campione. Yeah, but... Um, Uh. Yeah, Campione was a mistake. This horse is actually a a proper horse. Like, he beat Cordyceps 6, fair and square, two starts back. As I mentioned before, Cordyceps 6 has gone on and won a group race. He's pushed Romantic Warrior. Romantic Warrior is the best four-year-old in Hong Kong. I've got no doubt in my mind. Um, California Spangle is obviously the easy Quinella there. They run the Quinella like three times. But 1,400 meter, no problem. Purton uh, on, yes. 1,400 meters, that's fine. Uh, the only other horse I could have something on, Willie Barbs is sticking up for number 10, Navas 2. He's down in the weight, so he carries the 54. Um, and the Lucky With You carries 58.5. So a 4.5 kilo weight swing. Navas 2 draws one. I'm convinced he's not as as good a horse, but ever since he's gone to hong kong he's been a revelation as well i forgot what his name is back home but um he was just a benchmark horse here and he's gone to another level um and then yeah there's a couple boyfriends in here the likes of beauty fit winner method master montaro master delight dead Golden set beef. yeah so to me it looks an easy race between lucky with you and number 10 navas Two. um I've noticed a couple of people were sticking up for number 12, lucky Swainese, including Hutchie. But, yeah, that's probably a danger, but I'm with Mm. two and ten. Is that it for the best? We'll quickly stop it there. And we'll get into the highlight of the show, which is the question time. should be nervous, Nico. Uh. Can Can I ask you a question?
1: Can I ask you a question? Can I ask you a question?
0: Well, we're down to fun time on the show. It is question time. We've probably got half a dozen questions from listeners, so we'll crack in. From Nate Baker, the first one is, would love to know more about what your role at the Valley is and what you do. So, yeah, I'm not sure if I've... I don't publicize it um, a whole lot, but I work at Mooney Valley Racing Club. Um, Very proud to work there and very lucky to work there. Um, I work in the racing department, so it's pretty much just setting up race meetings, um, anything racing related really, whether it's dealing with jockeys, stewards, trainers, um, putting horses in stalls, as I mentioned earlier, uh, ordering trophies. Right now we're doing the budgets for next season. So um, yeah, a lot of numbers, a lot of stuff that I'm a bit foreign to, but we're learning. Um, The the best side about it is the social media side and, and the content side. Uh, I get to go out and visit stables and interview jockeys and trainers. Um, And yeah, it's pretty awesome. I've been lucky enough. I've only been working there for just over a year, but I've actually been to the last five Cox Plates, including those where the COVID affected years. So um, I've been with the club long enough to experience those behind closed curtains. So uh, yeah, I do count myself pretty lucky. Uh, Jack Adam, here we go. This is your segment, Nico. Here we go. <laughs> the yeah, Chronicles of everyone Nico. Everyone
2: put Nico in the gun.
0: Jack Adams says strong male getting around that Nick's followers are booming. Can you confirm this, BC? I did a bit of a case study well, last week. Well, Nico had. It. No, you I'm can, joking.
2: <laughs> <it>. <laughs> well, to answer the question, um, there's plenty of room for more followers for anyone listening out there that wants to jump on just hit that request button and I'll I will give you a follow back I'm not a prick um don't have the blue tick yet unlike you I haven't had the email from Instagram to say do you want to be verified influencer sort of stuff um yeah anyway answer your question ads nothing to see here
0: last week we actually had 9% female listeners so Nick McWalter he did not.
2: they're listening for me (laughs)
0: Um, Josh Teasdale says passive aggressive by how many lengths look she could definitely come out and street him, but I had to tip Dragonstone just on an each way basis I thought he was I thought he was too big a price but passive aggressive could could easily like space this field and I wouldn't be shocked so if you like like her there was a little
2: there was a little whisper that um one of the betting companies might offer a bit of a price push for passive aggressive, so if you like her, maybe just keep your powder dry, and we'll pray that we get uh, get a special price. So I definitely think she's a good filly. I just think she's a bit under the odds at the moment.
0: Yeah, don't hit the um. Definitely don't be taking fixed odds her at the moment because we'll get at least three dollars, three dollars fifty. Max mini, what? Unless distance... you're backing her on bet
2: three six five.
0: Go. Max mini says, what distance slash jockey combo just screams bet on Saturday. In brackets, besides political debate, obviously I was going. To, political debate would have been on top, but the one who screams bet uh, the racing show boys have been running a system on Rachel King on two thousand meter plus horses that settle forward or something like that, and the stats are through the roof. So back Rachel in the staying races, and when she's going to be nearer the speed. Military mission race five number four. And Waterhouse five. bot also. And waterhouse bot, Rose Hill, and bomb. There's your system bet. And
2: we and we can multi it. We can multi it into Parnum and Dan Morton, fourteen hundred meters, another one sun. There's your multi Absolutely. punters.
0: Other one sun is currently a dollar ninety on bet three six five, I forgot to mention that. I'd be taking that. Could dead start at dollar. So take the dollar yeah. ninety and run. Josh Collette, what did you make of Zaki's run? I'm still baffled. This is where we're going to touch on Zaki a little bit more. Um, I'm still baffled a little bit as well, but if you do dig deep enough, there are, you can see reasons why. Um, a lot of horses that ran in that Queen Elizabeth just simply haven't come back. Uh, the likes of Dallasan, um, who else has failed out of that race? There's a couple. A lot of them, a lot of them pulled up stumps, but a couple of them have failed. Zaki's another. He rated down massively in the Hollandale. Like apparently it was his worst rating. Yeah. And I just thought, oh, he's going to bounce back on a on a dry track. But he was dead set empty last start. Um, anyone saying he got beat because of the twenty one hundred meters is a fool. He was he was he was oh. gone. <laughs> Seriously, like he was gone a long way out. He was beaten.
2: How, how did he get? How does he runs out the trip because he won the Q twenty two last year? So that's just a load of rubbish.
0: Yeah, that's a load of rubbish. Um but yeah, this is easily the worst run of Zaki's career in his time in Australia. Like, even when he lost the Group One in the spring at that really prohibitive quote, it was still behind Probabil and Nonconformist, who had like both yeah. Group One horses, like both Two decent prob- horses. <laughs> so, and he only just went down there, and everyone was saying like <clears throat> obviously disappointed. But this was a much worse performance. Like he's just. Yeah. He's just done for the prep. He's just massive empty out, massive end of prep run. That's all I can say.
2: Yeah, it's I think it's a mixture of things. It's it's you know, end of prep run. Also, like this is gonna sound like I'm starting to make excuses for him here, but it there was something in it, I think, that he did get beat in that Caulfield Stakes when it was a good three, and they did jar, did jar up, and it was similar last week. Did get very, very firm, they said. So, obviously, I think he does his best, ra- ra- best racing with some cut in the track, um, and yeah, the slow tempo didn't help. Like I know I'm starting to make excuses for him here but he's just a horse that just likes to roll and bowl in front. He was dictated to by Polly Gray sort of just shoving the anchors on mid-race and he sort of never he sort of never looked comfortable. No. You know, some people think I'm going to make excuses for him but you asked what what uh, what our thoughts were and, and that's the mixture of those three is what got him beat I think.
0: Yeah, look it's obviously disappointing but are you going to look at that run and say, he can't win a Cox Plate? Absolutely not. As my alarm goes off, that's, no. a, that's a fine. Um, as asked a similar question, just about Zaki getting beat. And he also had one more. Um, I was very interested in this question as well. I know I know kind of the answer, but I want to hear it from you, who knows a bit more about the jumps. Um a horse who doesn't handle the, the wet ground on the flat, how can they handle it more over the sticks?
2: So from what, from the information that I've learnt and gathered about this is, so, how should, how should I word this properly? So obviously the wet form still means something, but like the speed that you go in a normal flat race when you're going flat out to the speed that you're going in a jumps race on wet ground, they can be a little bit misleading because there's horses that can obviously handle wet tracks a little bit better when they're going slower and jumping than when they're going flat out the whole time. So basically, to put it in a nutshell, the wet form still means something. You obviously want to see that they can sort of handle it, but if they can't handle it, don't be completely deterred because yeah they're going at a slower pace as they're jumping they're not going like a flat out sprint like they would be in a flat race so sometimes they can get through it and um yeah sometimes they can get through it a little bit better is is the short answer for that but yeah
0: yeah they're going significantly slower over the jumps especially when they slow down to jump them and the wheels obviously (laughs) just don't spin as much as if they as if it would be yeah correct in a flat race so there's your explanation for that that wraps up listener questions and that wraps up the potty Um, hopefully we can bag a a few more winners this week Carlton have got the bye so can't lose (laughs) thoughts?
2: so the Bombers thank god for that
0: that's a dub count that down as a dub
2: and and then the Bombers are going to ruin the blue season next week when we get Snelling Stringer a few others back the Blues are just going to be in all sorts. All right, mate. The Bombers are going to wreck your season next week.
0: <laughs> Another 80,000-plus game there, I reckon, and we'll be looking forward to it. I reckon we, we might even get down to it. So It'll be huge. Plenty to look Absolutely. forward to in the world of AFL. Um Plenty to look forward to in racing as well. Royal Ascot kicks off very soon, punters, so just hang in there. We've only got a, a couple more meetings of average benchmark racing and, and then and then we'll be into the big time. International big time. launch mode. Absolutely. We'll be staying up all night and watching. Cannot wait. All right, thanks, punters. Uh, good yes. luck this weekend. Punters, my bad. I missed two questions from Barb's. Because these, answers are, because these questions are so big, he couldn't fit them in the question box. So I remembered that I had a screenshot of it from um, a couple of days ago. Two questions, both for Nico. Nico, I know it's been a rough few weeks on the punt, but mate, do you really have to take it out of me and charge me a bloody arm and a leg for some landscaping?
2: Well, count yourself lucky that it's been mate's rates. And it's in your best interest that I don't lose again this weekend because when I pop around on Sunday, you might have a few extras on the bill.
0: <laughs> Sounds like Willie's got to hedge his bets. True. Get it?
2: He's got plenty of cash anyway. He fills up all the time.
0: <laughs> Second one Nico, my missus keeps asking me about that double date you promised us. What? When is it happening, mate?
2: I don't, know, I don't know anything about this. Oh. This is a stitch-up.
0: Uh, it looks like... Who, who's Mary this Coy- chick?
2: Who's the chick? Who's the chick You're that I'm May. meant to be taken out with? Just, I'm bringing you. Yeah, we can go and have yeah.
0: Done. Sounds good. Uh, Where do you want to go? No, also, well, It depends May on one, which Co? we <laughs> We also said congrats the Benny aka Brent on your beauty side bet six pack of baller i think you meant to say bolter i hope you meant bolter cuz i don't want baller whatever that is so heading your way do you
2: know do you know the inside joke what? about this Brent business yeah yeah So me. i was talking to him about it it's the it, he's phone he's typed in benny and it auto corrected to Brent so that's why he knew nickname's Brent
0: yeah that is unbelievable <laughs> um yeah so basically a little side story um beauty joy barbs was telling me he's gonna get five dollars for it 550 and i said no chance it's gonna open between two dollars and 350 it opened 240 was into a dollar 55 and absolutely smashed them so that was lovely i would have loved i would have preferred to get five dollars Instead, I got $2.40 and I get a six pack of beer, so how good?
2: Oh well, winners win.
0: Dubs. price
2: is a good price if it's a winning price. (laughs) See you, punters.
0: Finally done now. Catch you, Mm punters. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Ain't nobody teach me how to love. I had to lose it all to find myself.
1: Cause they told me growing up Instead they